1: You're listening to NBC Sports Radio Radio. Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number
0: one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, here
1: are your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. I think you know me, and I think I don't run away from responsibilities. I want to let it clear, one, I don't run away, two, if the club wants to sack me, they have to sack me. Third, even more important than the first and the second. I think this is a a crucial moment in the history of this club, Do you know why? Because if the club sacks me, they sack the best manager that this club had, and secondly, the message is again the message of bad results, the manager is guilty.
0: Wow. Really, Joseph? Wow. Really? Wow. What a start. You're kidding me. Yeah, welcome into the Two me. Robbies Football Show here here on NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com. That was a part of a seven minute rant <laughs> pitch. <laughs> Speech from Jose Mourinho after he saw his team lose 3 1 at home to Southampton. It was amazing stuff and so much, Robbie Hill to start
1: with. Deflection, massive, major deflection. I mean, the special one is turned into the insecure mm-hmm. one. I mm-hmm. mean, honestly, Rob, I've never seen him more emotional more embarrassed than he was having to come to the press and it was almost like he wanted to get the rant out so he wasn't asked any specific questions. He wanted to, to put his put forward. He was always telling us, it was like he was reading through his CV of how good <laughs> a manager that this guy is. And you know what? The, the biggest thing is, in eight games this season, he's turning into a specialist in failure.
0: <laughs> Brilliant, Robbie Earl. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing I took away from that was... I mean, it, it, it took a situation that's really bad at Chelsea mm. into a crisis. Yep. I mean, crisis. I mean, talk about focus now that's going to be on him. Nobody was talking about him losing mm. his job. And mm. yet, many times in that seven minutes, yeah. he kept saying, I'm the best manager for this club. There's nobody better. What are they going to do about the past when they've fired managers? Well, I'll tell you something, by the way, just as a, just as a side comment. They've sacked managers before, yeah. and they've ended up winning. Yeah. They've and won everything. the double.
1: Di, Di Matteo won, won the, the Champions League. League and the other thing that they came out and, and, and if you want to listen to, to, the, to the full rant make sure you, you can see it on Matthew Day 2 tonight 11pm Eastern Time on NBCSN but he talked about referees he talked about the FA being against him he talked about pundits probably talking about you Musto there he <laughs> talked about the media he talked about players all not doing their job or being against him didn't mention himself in that by the way just on that is there more
0: going on in that football club when you hear him mm. speak in, in such mm. desperate uh, a manner yeah. and the fact that he, he's obviously fearing for his job from, a, from an yeah. owner that's been ruthless before? Yeah. There must be more I than fear. bad performances I, that's going on.
1: I feel the relationships are getting strained in the dressing room and, and none more so than the, the, the Nemanja Matic situation oh. that happened today, Rob, where mm. Matic came on as a second-half substitute to, to add a little bit of steel in, in, into the middle of the park. What... Well, Halfway through the the, second half on on Southampton's third goal, he drags him off. Now, that is humiliation. That is is, as much... Uh, humiliating a professional and degrading a professional, as you can do. Jose Mourinho knows that. Now, when those messages go back to a dressing room, I don't think they're healthy. I think that Matic gets upset. I think the players who like Matic get upset. And I think the relationships between Jose Mourinho and his group of players is starting to get strained. And, if, and if, just shortly really quickly, Bob, if this guy loses his play, this guy wins things for players who run through a brick wall for him, or do anything he says, follow out his instructions and win games, yeah soon as you start to question that, as soon as you're not sure this guy's got it is the real deal, he has problems and that's why he's always left football clubs He's
0: always left football clubs and, and that's absolutely right and, and it seems to me in terms of the performance level that the team has no identity mm. no identity, now we all know that there was a shift here that, that Abramovich wanted Mourinho's to play more expansive football prettier football and we saw that at the start mm. of last year, mm. right now he can't even go back to basics Rob where he's being defensive very, very, very strong, and they'll find a way to find their attacking flow. Mm. They're not being defensively good, even though John Terry was back in the side. Yeah. He it's made City a mistake Eagles. today. Mm. Cahill made a mistake today. Ivanovic was the same old <laughs> Ivanovic we've seen all season, <laughs> and there's no attacking flow as well. Is has he already mm. lost the dressing room?
1: What happens, Robin? And we've been in situations where. You can get dropped and it puts you on your toes and you're ready to go back in the team or you understand it. But I can't, I'm almost looking at, at this Chelsea group and thinking the players are confused. John Terry comes back in, like you say, nothing changes. Now what do you do with John Terry? Ivanovic, I, I want an Ivanovic free zone. No. I don't even want to talk about this guy. He's no. playing that badly. He looks shot. He looks to me like he's desperate to be dropped, actually, and, and get him out of the team and, and give him a break. Eddin Hazard, by the way. Where is Edin Hazard this season? We, we haven't seen him. We have not seen him. Seth Fabregas. Yeah, at this poor. point last season, it's seven games, seven assists was flying. This this season, lack of energy, lack of responsibility trying to track a runner when Davis gets it, nowhere to be seen. We, we, we're starting to get a group of players, Rob, where none of them are playing well. No one playing near anywhere near their, their levels. Something has to give. Now, any other manager, if this is any other manager with this group of players in the Barclays yes, Premier League, absolutely. particularly with Abramovich, would, would get sacked or will we be talking about a game or two to save his job. Just because he's a special one doesn't make him any different in this situation at all. And, and following on from that, right, and let's try and move this forward a little bit...
0: How does he fix it? Because he has not experienced mm. like this before. The players, all those star players in this team, they're all top players, international players. Yeah. They haven't been at struggling yeah. clubs. Yeah. It's like they expect it to come on like a switch. Yeah. You can switch it everybody back everybody on thought
1: again. today was the day, didn't they? Yeah, Most no, people were saying, will oh, win so today stunning. we'll get into the break. We've got a two-week break. I think in this situation, with the way Jose Mourinho works... Once there's a disconnect, once the thing's broken between the player and the manager, I don't think you can resolve it. It's something I don't think you can get back. And I think it's an inevitable, and that's why he knows it, Jose Marino. It's inevitable there's going to be a part in other ways. He deflected afterwards. Cool. Again, a
0: part of this seven minute this, this rant was refereeing decisions. Now, what? just quickly, Rob, let's just <laughs> nip that in the bud because they, yeah, they had a, a good shout for a penalty. We both. Actually argued about it. Yeah, we saw I, lots thought it of, I thought it was, and I thought it
1: wasn't. So much. But yeah, I mean, could have gone either way. But, it's but, one of them could have gone either way. But Southampton
0: had two, two obvious yeah. penalties. So straight away, he's Marino's, lost a
1: penalty shout game. He's That's lost that two-one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, and the performance level. At no point were they in control. At no point did they look a threat going forward. The goal from William was a, I don't want to say fluke, but it was a, it was a kind of a, this 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 weird free kick that you'd expect Stecklenburg to find a way to make that save. It was just. A, 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 an awful performance and a reaction afterwards that left us, when we first heard the seven-minute run from Reno, we couldn't believe what we were hearing. And, and certainly now, the club is in trouble.
1: Yeah, it's definitely in trouble. Rob, last season, they won the league losing three games. We're now eight games into the season, they've lost four games. They've lost their ability to, to stay in games, to control games, to stop people. They've had more shots at goal than anybody in, in, in the league. This, this is a team that, that's just nowhere near its production level, and something has to change for them to get back on track. Just want to bring in uh, some of our, our listeners and, and
0: people that have tweeted stuff, and of course you can tweet us at the 2 Robbies FS with questions or comments, and just on the Chelsea stuff, uh, it's a beautiful thing tweeted, I wonder if all all this tips, clop for the bridge rather than the cop. I mean, that's an interesting mm, scenario. Big
1: personality. I mean, Jose Mourinho was, was keen to say that these people on my level... And managers but nobody's better than me listen Jose Mourinho if he's had his time and moves on somebody else will take this group of players on and there's still a championship winning team in that Chelsea dressing room Rob, well, let's go to the uh, the Lions I'm sure that lots of people
0: out there want to have their say on what they saw today some amazing results and particularly the Chelsea performance let's go to Adam Adam's in Charleston South Carolina wants to talk about Jose Mourinho Adam you're through to the two Robbies
1: yeah, all right. Well, I, it's fascinating because
0: I just wanted to call about sort of this weekend. It's just been a, a weekend of managers, I think you would agree.
1: Um, and really, it's, it's, it's so interesting, the, the start.
0: You know, no one could fathom the start of the season that Chelsea has made and what Mourinho's has done with the football club in these first few match days. But I, I really wanted to just hear your opinion of does, does Abramovich have to take action over this next two-week
1: international break. It's a a really good point, Adam. And and you look at uh, uh, Roman Abramovich and and all that's been going on at the football club, and it isn't just on on the pitch, Adam. The the stuff, Robert, that's been going off with Eva and and the medical situation was bad karma. The Diego Costa being out of control uh, against Arsenal. These other contributing contributory factors to this. Having said that... Answer the question, Robert. I don't think he gets sacked. I think he's got enough credit in the bank to certainly get through to Christmas. If this thing's going on around the Christmas time, believe you me, Roman Abramovich will have no worries no and he's worries. got enough money to sack the special one. I mean, I can't quite believe I'm talking about this. Eight weeks into the season, we're talking about Jose Mourinho being sacked.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's astonishing. And I, I was kind of thinking, if they don't get through their group in the Champions mm. League and, this, and this, these troubles continue, then he, he would get fired. But he was, he was you know, all guns blazing today, Rob. And he said... That, that he's still extremely confident they can finish in the top four. Mm. I'm telling you, if there's many more weeks
1: of yeah. this if type of performance,
0: football. it's yeah. going to be very, very difficult. Last
1: time, last time I heard that Roman Abramovich went to speak to Su- for a couple of the Chelsea players. Just get a feel of things the last time Mourinho went. i just wonder in the next couple of weeks whether there'll be some communication between the owner and the players to see where things are in the dressing room. Another caller. Let's go to the lines again. We've got Matt from
0: Colorado wants to talk uh, Manchester and Chelsea. Matt, you are through to the two Robbies? I think we've all pretty well discussed Mourinho's plight well enough. What do you? I, I wanted to talk real quick about Manchester City's performance because it was spectacular. Um, they seem to play really well when Silva and De Bruyne play together, um, and when the two of them are out of the side or not playing cooperatively, um, they do not seem to be the same team. Would you guys agree that those two are the catalysts for the team this year?
1: Yeah, Matt, we, we definitely did. And, and we, we're going to talk a little bit more City after the break because we, we've got to quickly get to a break now on a day when another amazing day in the Barclays Premier League. Drama at the bridge. Jose has a rant. We we're going to get to City. Kun Aguero's five gold and De Bruyne and silver in the t- same team. And the good ship Sunderland, that's sinking. I can hear a man overboard. Dick Advocat's jumping <laughs> off. He's had enough. Loads to catch up on when we get back. of your calls, of your tweets. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a moment.
0: Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, before we move on, Rob, we have to give credit to Southampton. Yep. The brilliant victory at Stamford Bridge. The performance was, was excellent. It was controlled, was measured. Sadio Mane, I thought, was, was very, very good in the game. Some performance, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and I, I'm just looking at the contrast between Eddie Nazard and Sadio Mane. Yeah. And I take Mane every day on what I saw today. And little thing that I thought was important, I thought the, the Southampton players really looked like they were, they were out playing for Ronald Koeman. I'm I couldn't say the mm. same about some of the boys in the, in the blue shirts playing for the manager. But, yep, it's, it's time to move on. Bit of love to Southampton. And Matt called just before the break, and he was talking about how the quality of Manchester City's midfield and the service that they can provide with De Bruyne, with Silva. One man particularly enjoyed that service today. This is what happened. De Bruyne into a great area. You know who is there again. Sergio Aguero leaves the field with five goals to his name. One of the flexion.
0: Five goals, Robbie Earl, in mm. 20 minutes. Yeah, uh, uh,
1: Levin Dusky does that in nine <laughs> or ten minutes. <laughs> I mean,
0: it, it was stunning. And yeah. his return to form is timely for Man City. The second half performance, I thought, was, was stunning uh, from a kind of a mixed first half. But... Um, as Matt was talking about there, I just I just think the contribution from David Silva back in the side, I think he's missed the last three Premier League with an ankle injury, uh, and Kevin De Bruyne. And I think we we're all interested to yeah. see how this midfield was going to work. And I think it, I, I was right in saying at half time that, that De Bruyne and David Silva were kind of getting in each other's way. They both want to be between the lines, but also centrally. Now, Rhyme Sterling holds the width on the left-hand side, and I thought those two players got a little bit confused with each other, and it's going to take a little bit of time. Mm. Well, substitution, Navas comes on for Rhyme Sterling, who Mm. maybe we'll talk about him, Rob, but he was disappointing. Mm. Kevin De Bruyne goes out to the left-hand side, with David Silva back in the centre, and all of a sudden it gelled, it sparked. Some of the assists, the crosses, the combination play was stunning.
1: I've never worried, Rob, when you get two quality Mm. footballers with intelligence playing in in the right time, in the right side. I think they work it out. I think they find a way. And I think it might take a minute or two for, for Silva and De Bruyne to, to, to just sort things out, like, to just say, at times, maybe in periods in-game, I'll, I'll hold the wide position, and allow you. And they can interchange, and I think that will cut teams' problems. But I, I don't have a worry about De Bruyne and, and Silva being in the same team. Let me tell you why I have a worry and a question for you. Does Raheem Sterling make the best 11 of a Manchester City team right now?
0: No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't, and um, Navas... So you pay all that money for somebody to... Right now, right his now. form isn't good, Rob. His form isn't good. He's still, what is he, 21 years of age. Uh, we know it's a big fee, but I, I tell you where I think he's struggling, and see if you agree with me with this. I think we know what he's good at. He's mm. good at taking on the last defender. Mm. He's good in tight situations mm. where maybe you don't expect him to do anything yeah. really well. Mm. He's not good at, in my opinion having a bit of more game intelligence where, you know, this City team is about moving the ball one and two touch and having an intelligence to, to play balls but, around the corner, to combine. He looks like he's a little bit lost with some of that stuff. But, but isn't this a kid who,
1: Brendan Rodgers was saying, is one of the best players in Europe? And, and in fairness, his game developed at times, whether he was playing in the hole for Liverpool, whether he was playing yeah, in wide did, positions, it driven in. He looked to me like he's someone who can take... Um, Advice who can take information and still play. So is he just having the problems of joining a new team, a different way of playing? Maybe he's not the main man. Maybe they've got other focuses, so he's not getting the balls in the area he wants. I just wonder, as a young player, has he got the the mental strength? And I talked about this at the beginning of the season. When you go on a big move to a big football club, it's not just about your ability. It's about your mental strength and your confidence and and what you're made of in terms of, of, of putting a stamp on a football club. I'm not sure he's got that ready. I, I think
0: you, you, you got closer to it when, when you talked about at this club and he's not, being, he's not the main man. Mm. I think he looks around and says David Silva, he says Sergio Aguero, mm. and maybe Yaya Torre. And, 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 and for me, when he gets the ball, he's a little bit, he's thinking about what he should do with it instead of thinking about what he naturally wants to do with the ball. And that's hurting his game. But just going quickly back to Kevin De Bruyne, as long as they're separated, Rob, they're going to get yeah. combined very, very well. And you, I've already noticed it. The amount of times that De Bruyne and David Silva mm. look for each other yeah, on the board yeah. is, a, is incredible. Yeah, it's a all, great sign. All for, the time, yeah. they're looking for each other because they've got the intelligence. I mean, De, De Bruyne absolutely is proving to me that he is going to be worth mm. every penny... Yeah. Oh. That, that's been paid. Ah. Sterling, of course, the jury's still out a little bit, but De Bruyne, sure.
1: I just think he looks brilliant, Rob. Definitely agree. One, another big story today, Rob, in the Barclays Premier League was at, at Sunderland and Dick Advocat. There was all kinds of stories breaking this morning that Advocat is about to leave the football club tomorrow. This is what he said after the game when he was pushed by the press. Can you
0: answer something for the Sunderland supporters? They've read the newspapers this morning that you might not be here for the next game, West Brom away. Will, will you be the Sunderland manager for the next game? Can you yeah, assure but, them of that?
1: Well, I said, I don't want to give an answer on that because today I'm the manager and what will happen the next days, weeks, month, I don't know yet.
0: So you can't say you'll be the manager in the next game then? I cannot say that. So that will only fuel the rumours and reports that well, are on wearside? Well, I have something to write. Help me out here, Robbie. I, I, I don't know what's happened. By the way, at Sunderland, what mm. has happened in the uh, you know in, in the last week? Lee Congerton looks like reports say that he is going to leave mm. the football club. Mm. Dick Avocat, all of a sudden, you know, he's he's days away from resigning. What has happened there? Just a couple I of weeks know. ago, Rob, there was new signings. Avocat said mm. this squad is better. Mm. I believe the squad is better. It's
1: what are we? What seven games in before today, and he's talking about leaving? Let, let me tell you exactly what's happened in this football club. The band aid has come off. And the, the the rot that's within this football club has come to the surface again. Rob, we're talking about a club that for five seasons has battled relegation, and you can't tell me that Martin O'Neill, Steve Bruce, Paolo Di Canio, Gus Poyet, and now Dick Advocaat, between the five of them, can't do something to get a mid-table team. There's something rotten at the core of this football but, club but what that can, needs addressing. And, and it's hard let me to tell you. what it is. It, it could be somebody in the dressing room. It could be somebody within the net, scouting network. It could be somewhere else. There's definite problems. Rob, it's something we'll, we'll try and get back to in, in, in the next section of the show. We've got the Mourinho round. We've had Advercar out. We've got the Merseyside Derby to look forward to. 225th Merseyside Derby. Reds facing Blues at Goodison Park. We've got Manchester United going to the Emirates. Are they going to pile more pain on Arsene Wenger? I'm Earl. He's Musto, together with the two Robbies, talking all things Premier League. What a weekend we've had this weekend. Make sure you join us back after this. We'll be back in just a sec.
0: Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show. We're here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, let's move on to the Sunday game. Some brilliant matchups. Arsenal versus Manchester United. Always a huge game, Rob. Mm. But we can't talk about Arsenal until we address the situation, the Champions League at home against Olympiacos, yeah. they lose 3-2. The big controversy mm. was Arsene Wenger starting David Ospina ahead of Petacek. Ospina scores an own goal. They lose. Crazy decision mm. to play Ospina mm. when mm. they've paid money for Petr mm. he, he We all realise he makes the team better. Yeah. He doesn't go with the best goalkeeper
1: for this game. Now, it's disastrous because, listen, if... All summer, all you do is sign a goalkeeper and say he makes you better. And then you're playing in a big competition that you need to, to get to win, having lost the first game in, in, in the Champions League, and you play a spinner, And then he was sort of trying to say that maybe Czech had a bit of, of, of an injury or he had, he, he had a bit of rest. And people are talking about accountability with Arsenal and who, who is he accountable to. And to be honest, Rob, it was really interesting when the press asked him about these things and said, you know, Arsene, awesome. why was Petr Cech played? Are you accountable to anything? Was it mistake? He was prickly. And this was his response.
0: Does that not make Jose Mourinho right when he says that there's only one manager that's under pressure? Uh, that, that there's only one manager that's not under pressure? Look, stop that, that story or we stop the press conference. Have you decided who will play in goal against United? Have you, have you another question? Um, I just wondered if, if you'd made a decision. Does it work game by game? Or... Look, we have two days training. Uh, uh, do not come always back with that same story. I think you lack
1: a bit of creativity in the press.
0: It's not very often where Arsene Wenger doesn't answer questions, mm. to be fair. I mean, he, he usually has a go on most things. This is obviously getting to him. My My only and probably last comment about this is that after the game, he said... It's not a tough decision who to play in goal because I've got two excellent goalkeepers. World I've class, got two I think he said. World class goalkeepers. Well, my mm. immediate response to that is well, why did you sign Petr Cech? <laughs> yeah. If you've got a world class <laughs> go- goalkeeper and, and, and he's as equal to somebody like Petr Cech, then why buy Cech? Mm. It was an amazing statement, amazing decision. And, uh, you know, the fans, I I don't think, are going to forget that one. I
1: think what was really interesting as well, Rob, and we know it having been in the game, but maybe some other listeners don't quite understand that the the press, and they're often called the press pack, they hunt together, and and they, I think, know that they're getting under the skin of Arsene Wenger now. And and they would have probably worked out before the press conference who's going to ask this question, who's going to ask that, and they got under Wenger's skin. Now, it really points to a huge game tomorrow when Arsenal host Manchester United because... I get the sense with Arsenal fans, and I'm talking about conservative fans, objective fans who give Arsenal the time and and they're not knee-jerk reaction. I get the sense even some of those fans are starting to find this a bit difficult. And a win tomorrow helps to just put some of that to bed. A defeat tomorrow for Arsenal... Mm. And I think the pressure is going to start to build on Arsene Wenger because it's a year where Chelsea now don't look like they're going to be in the, in the title race. It's open for a decent Arsenal su- team to go all the way and win another title as they did in 2004. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it seems right now Arsene
0: Wenger again is under so much pressure with his mm. football club, but it's almost like, well, hang on a minute. They're absolutely in the race. It's very early in the season. They're, they're still very close to the top. They can go on and win this game. They've got enough players to get good results this year. And I think Chelsea are failing right now in their defence. Mm. If Man City's consistency, inconsistencies
1: continue, and if they mm. fail,
0: Arsenal almost Arsenal by, United, default, th- these almost two by t- <laughs> default,
1: by not getting better... Could but, win the league. But the two teams tomorrow, probably if they can show some consistency, both have a chance of of winning the league. When certainly Manchester United, I don't think would, would, that would have been their ambition before a ball was kicked. And I want to talk a little bit about Louis Van Gaal and his team because I think mean, earlier on we were a little bit critical about them being functional and controlling games, but there wasn't that little bit of, of flair and excitement and, and and speed in the last third. The signing of Anthony Martial hasn't often changed that front four. Now we're seeing Memphis looking more dangerous. One matter, for me, he's probably playing the best football he's played in in a red shirt. And Wayne Rooney now can exploit the spaces from deep when Martial likes to drift in in those wide areas. So all of a sudden, Manchester United, things are going quite well. Yeah, my criticism of
0: United wasn't about the defending, wasn't about the centre of midfield, which I like, I mm. like the possession type players in there, the way that they are going to control a lot of games, it was the attacking part mm. and now all of a sudden, Memphis looks a little bit more comfortable in his yeah. situation from the left hand side, I think Matt is playing great, but we know he can play great Wayne mm. Rooney I think will improve as a number 10 but it, it, it's Anthony Martial that, that really is kind of the, the, the one that we don't yeah. really know what it, to it expect this the year X-factor, I'll yeah. tell you what is for certain, that Kosciani is going to be out of tomorrow's game yeah, with hamstring. don't get me started on hamstring injuries another hamstring injury at Arsenal but he's the guy the quickest guy yeah and and that is going to make the game I think difficult for Arsenal because they United will rob try and possess the ball Mm. and dominate but if they don't because they are at the Emirates yeah Martial's pace could be important.
1: I heard you, you know, and I knew you'd be saying that possession, new field is is the key to this game. Both midfields like to get hold of the ball. In different ways, Arsenal playing with that small, intricate Mm. combination play. Manchester United more controlled, working the ball, waiting for the right opportunities. But can Arsenal win this game with less possession? Do they have enough match winners, moment winners? Are there enough players on their game to still be in defensive situations and Ozil can pick a pass and Sanchez can run inside and and, and Aaron Ramsey can do it and Theo Walcott can get get your goal.
0: But they can, but they won't do it that way. They won't do it that way. They're at home against Manchester United. They will try and be expansive. Now, we saw it a couple of times last year where they did play a little bit more on a counter-attack, even at home, and it worked great. But I just don't think the Wenger will want to play in a counter-attacking style at home against one of his biggest rivals. So but they will be on the front foot. They mm. will try and exp- express that themselves. That worries me. And it leaves yeah. open holes that for Manchester me, United.
1: because it's a Manchester United team now that, that they've got the catalyst in, in Martial. And, and I've talked about him, watched a bit of tape of him over the, over the last couple of weeks. And he's, he, he's got this, the Thierry on thing, where he starts central in the pitch and then he drifts into wide areas. And it asks questions of centre-backs. Do we want to go in there? Not really. But it doesn't often leave some... Nice spaces for Rooney to come in, for Matter to come from wide position, to Memphis to fly through. I just like the way that they're playing at the moment. And I think if, if, if Arsenal leave gaps, if Arsenal aren't, aren't disciplined defensively, Manchester United will find a way. This is the first time... I
0: think in, in Van Gaal's time at Manchester United that we know how he's going to play. Mm. We know the players that's going to play. Mm. You know, defensively, they've still got some injury issues and we know that there's going to be a little bit of... Um, like Damian will probably switch to the right-hand side yeah. to mark Alexis Sanchez. I think he's been playing on the left. But we kind of know it now. It's four, it's two, it's three, it's one. We know who the front four are going to be mm-hmm. and they've looked very, very good. That has to be a positive because there's been so many times and I thought this year would be another season yeah. of him tinkering around to find his best team.
1: Well, this kid's come in, hasn't he? And he's almost, you know, made his mind up. He's had to play him. Everything else has worked okay. It's another player I, I just think we have to mention is the resurgence of Chris Smalling. Mm. Chris Smalling has been outstanding at the back for Manchester United. He scored goals. He's an the yeah. Champions League. He's he's led the back line. I see him now organizing. I, I see him now making sure people are doing their jobs. It's like all of a sudden he's matured. He's understand the role. I always used to get the sense with with, with Chris Smalling that we, in football terms, we say these a rick in him. Stay around him long enough, he, he'll 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 miss kick a ball. He'll fall over. He'll do something. That seemed to have gone from his game ball, and that's a huge credit to Louis Van Gaal. Uh,
0: yeah, it is. It really is. And, and what he's done to him it, it is is phenomenal. And probably of all the of all the players at United that I thought, to be honest, that might struggle mm. with a strong personality yeah. as a manager like Louis Van Gaal, I think it might have been Chris Smalling. Mm. A little bit of a, I think he's a little bit of a shy guy. Yeah. He, he's introverted. Introvert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the- I think, I mean, the way that he's he, he's really burst out of himself this season with so much confidence defending going forward united now have the joint best defensive record rob and mm. i know we've talked about daily Blind, yeah. and it's not really his best position at center back he comes out with the ball fantastic you know and he starts a lot of moves off so the, the the whole change of united this season has been really well but i'll say it again uh, and my last comment on this the, the success of manchester united this season is, is how Martial and Memphis are going to play. Mm. Because if they step up and they show that they're top players and they have consistency to put in performances, assist goals and score goals, they can go a very, very long way. I just I can't believe that those two are, are ready right now to go on mm. and be champion players for United this season.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tight, but it could be one of those seasons where just that consistency, just, just keeping together is a way of moving things on. You know what, Musty? You can keep La Liga. You can keep Serie A. There's nobody <laughs> quite as always like the Barclays Premier League. And We're going to take a last break before we look forward to the 225th Merseyside Derby, where the Reds travel to the Blues at Goodison Park. You're listening to Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio.
0: Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. First game tomorrow morning, Everton versus Liverpool. And it seems, Rob, that week by week, day by day, the pressure mounts on Brendan Rodgers. Here's what he said when he was asked whether he needed reassurances from his owners. It's not something that I look for and it's not something that... I'm worried about, you know. I'll always work with the very best of the players and and the situation that I'm in. So I'm not looking any reassurances. I'm not seeking any. It's a long season. It's still very early on in the season and and we're making progress as we go along.
1: Insecure managers seems to be a little bit of a theme (laughs) that's running through the Barclays Premier League right now. And, well, last week, Brendan Rodgers was saying that there was a media hysteria around pundits trying to lose him his job. Mm. Now he's saying he doesn't need the reassurance of his owners. Listen, it all comes about, Rob, through how his team do. And another poor performance in the Europa League, mm. a defensive mistake, is what puts pressure on. Now, it, it's all about his team doing well, his pe- team being more convincing, and all this would go away. No, Nobody would be talking about is he keeping his job or isn't he. I think it's time for Brendan Rodgers to stop Keep making too many comments on the press about his job, get on with his job. Your Liverpool manager at the moment, if you get good enough results, you will stay the Liverpool manager and you can see out the ambitions that you believe and winning trophies. He has got to start concentrating on bringing silverware to his football club to stay in his job. (laughs) I think he's a little while away from from thinking too much about silverware. Oh, cups, cups I'm talking.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, But but his his team's got to play better. I mean, in that comment there, he talked about the teams developing. Well... Mm. Is it developing? I think there's. I've got so many questions that I could ask you mm. about Brennan Rogers and about Liverpool and about players and about signings and about styles and about systems. I mean, and about w- committees. Y- about commi- transfer committees. <laughs> the only thing I would say in defence is that. He has to be given time Mm. for his star player, which, by the way, shouldn't still be his star player when he's had zillions of of dollars of of money to spend on new players. But Daniel Sturridge is his star player. I still think that he deserves time, the manager, Mm. to let this guy get in the team and play. Play regularly. Play for four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. Mm. To see what that means to other players like Benteke, to Danny Ings, to Coutinho, to Firmino. So I, I think it's a little bit... I would say, wrong to say that this guy is almost week by week in in terms of his job. Mm. Now, I'm not super um, excited or or believing that this is going to be a brilliant squad of players Mm. with some of the signings. Again, I don't think are right for Liverpool, but it's got to be given time. What do you think about if Benteke's available for the game. Yeah. Would you stick with Ings, who did such a good job, yeah. the movement was good, the understanding was good with Sturridge and Coutinho, or would you bring the big big man back in?
1: I'd bring the big guy back in. I think he's a big game player. I think he'll be slightly stung by some of the the, the, the reports that maybe Liverpool will look better without him. I think Benteke and... and Sturridge is a good I two. think They're an odd
0: couple. I, I think they are well, an odd couple. Like S- they're Su- an odd couple, mate.
1: Suarez and, and Sturridge were an odd couple, but they scored fifty odd goals between them. I, I don't worry but if they, they don't get on. They were similar. They were similar the way that they played mm, and looked for each I other. I think that we talked about intelligent footballers. We talked about De Bruyne and we talked about Silva. Bentayga is not
0: an intelligent footballer. Harsh. Sturridge, Sturridge, Sturridge is going to look up. Sturridge is going to look up. And he's going to look for his okay. strike partner making a diagonal run or a clever run in
1: behind. And he's going to see. Let him me kind ask of stood you a question: Is, for the is ball. Danny Ings an intelligent footballer? He's more intelligent. He than runs Benteke. around with the he, batteries. He's, he's, he's a good lad, but he's nothing, He's not intelligent. The
0: one-twos he plays, the movement. I like the way that he he gets side turned to try and face forward. is basic. He stands up in front of defenders He take the ball into feet. The ball goes wide. He's great at attacking crosses. And Liverpool don't cross the ball.
1: Let's talk about another centre-forward, by the way, because there's two teams in this uh, tomorrow, this game. Romelu Lukaku, two goals against West Bromwich. An assist, I thought, was a huge performance for the big Belgian striker. who's one of those who's young, who feeds off confidence, who likes being the man. I just think he'll look at that Liverpool defence that still doesn't convince me, Rob. Mm. Still doesn't convince me. Mm. If they get good service in and around him, if Barkley can get on the ball and make things happen. They've got a threat. De La Feo getting get pinned to get against Moreno, who, who doesn't like defending.
0: I'm telling you, Everton have got the threats as well. And they've got threats off the bench. Mm. I mean, the wide players now, Morales has not been playing. Pinar's been injured. We get that. But Kone's done very well. Uh, it didn't start the last game. Lennon, another mm. player that could come on. Gibson came on the last game as well. So I look at this Everton team now, and I think it looks pretty good. I think there's threat from both mm. flanks. I think Ross Barkley is in sparkling form at the moment. And, and just how about this as an idea as well? If you, if if you're Roberto Martinez, and you said, you know what, which out of this Liverpool squad mm. would you rather have? Who would you pick? Would you go for for Sturridge instead of Lukaku? Maybe. Coutinho instead of Barkley? Eh, maybe not. I don't think there's many no, players no. that he Excuse would pick from Liverpool's
1: squad to make his team much better. No, and that's why they've they got to have a chance. They've got a poor record against Liverpool in all competitions in, in Merseyside derbies. And here's, here's the thing. I think I, I started to throw at you last week, Rob. I think both these guys are, are, are coaching type of managers, we like working on the training and would get the team ready and organised. Let me just talk about the weeks that they've had. Everton play Monday night. Have what I call two days rest in recovery, getting people ready. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, preparing for the game. Sunday, we're ready for the Merseyside Derby. Liverpool, get a win against Aston Villa last weekend. Then they've got a couple of days to prepare for Sion. Play Sion on mm-hmm. Thursday night. Friday, rest in recovery. Saturday, a little bit of work. Can't do too much on the, on the legs. Sunday, are you ready for a big derby? I think European football could hurt Liverpool this, this time around, Rob. Going to have to ask you, which one who, who do you fancy in the mid-side derby? I think
0: Everton for a narrow victory.
1: Yeah, I don't think Everton. But Arsenal, Manchester United? Uh, Arsenal. Ooh, I'm going to go Man U, as ever we disagree. Right, time to hand out some of the goodies, Robbie. And don't forget to subscribe to iTunes. You want to download the Two Robbies radio show and the Two Robbies podcast every week. We're going to record, reward the best call and the best tweet of the day as sponsored by worldsoccercourt.com. Mug of the day goes to Adam from Charleston. Tweet the dope goes to Greg at YNWA1. Make sure you direct message your address And remember, catch those two balding chaps in blazers Monday, 11pm Eastern on NBCSN.
0: We'll take an international break off next weekend, Rob. But We'll be back the week after to go through all the crazy storylines this great league cops up. Until then, it's good night from me.
1: And it's good night from him. Good night.